to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders. My name is Josh King, and I am an established church leader. My co-host is Sam Rayner. He is also an established church leader. What's up, brother? You know, at the time of this recording, it is Thanksgiving break, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm having a good time with family, and there is a, what, a gaggle of children where I am, so if there are noises in the background... Uh, then, then that's what it is. And I think I've used that word gaggle correctly. If I think I, so. Yeah, children are gaggles. Okay. Th- that's kind of what I had in my head. <laughs> well, um, and where I, are you and, at? Are and, you and, in- we're, and Micah's incognito, so we're wishing him the best. I hope he's having a, a wonderful Thanksgiving break. Yeah. And um, since we're recording this on Thanksgiving break, but you're listening to it closer to Christmas... Merry Christmas. That's right. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's appropriate now for us to say that because it's after Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. Don't do that kind of garbage before Christmas or Thanksgiving. Um, Although, you know, I don't mind it. I was telling my wife, we walked, I was walking into Kroger the other day and um, it was cold. It was very cold that day and they were out uh, kind of, I don't know, fluffing or getting Christmas trees out, set up and ready. And there was Christmas music playing. You know, this is commercial. So, they were doing all that. And I kind of liked it, you know. It just, it kind of like, it's close enough. It's getting there. So, I'm not a total Scrooge. I'm not like anti this stuff. It's fun once it happens. But Yeah, I was hoping that my wife would forget about purchasing a Christmas tree. But she, she, put, <laughs> she put the date on my calendar. So, it's Culture coming. is uh, against you. Are you in Nashville right now? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm visiting family. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So, last episode, as our listeners know, uh, we just kind of threw out a topic. You threw it out. I did not know ahead of time what you were going to throw out there. So, no prep, even less prep than we normally have. And I have no idea what you're going to say. That's right. I'm about to tell you a topic and we can talk about it and uh, and then we'll just... You know, we'll this may sound done. exciting to the listeners, like, mm-hmm. ooh, wow, they don't, they don't even, Sam doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> this is kind of like every episode. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> and we've talked about this before where we, we log in, say hello to each other, what's going on, talk about social media or something like that, and then we're like, what do y'all want to talk about? And then, you know, we bat around some ideas. But, um, so, what this really takes away is the veto. Normally, we'll throw away we'll throw away uh, two or three ideas before we say a topic. Um, and, and and the one who usually vetoes the topic is in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike is the mature one. That's true. That's true. Um, so we should, you know, I wish I had an immature topic to throw out there, but I don't. Uh, so here's my topic: church websites. I'm doing that right now. I'm in the middle of it. That's all I've been doing all morning. We're going to launch a new website in a week or so, and uh, we're putting last-minute touches on it, that sort of stuff. It's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. I think I think in some minds, it's a bigger deal than it needs to be. But yeah, that's our topic today, church websites. I, I like it. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. So, um, first of all, here's, here's a thought that I have. 
I think, and, and I may be wrong here, but with Google and social media, I do believe that one of the mistakes some pastors make is being so obsessed or too obsessed with the church website. I think that it needs to be clean and simple and efficient. But if your Google listing is uh, insufficient or not being taken care of and your social media is lacking, then I think you're really putting your eggs in the wrong basket. That's my personal feelings. Yeah, I think there's some who overdo it. Mm -hmm. I think most probably don't pay enough attention to it. Mm. Well, you know, what I'm talking about is, you know, uh, pastors who take a church and the very first thing they do is drop all this money on this new website and they're very, very common. Yeah. To put your, it's, you know, it's a, it's the new vision, the new website, the new staff photos. New staff photos. New staff photos. Yeah. That's really what happens. And I get it. Like, I've done those things before. Yeah. yeah. New vision, new logo, new website, new staff photos. That's kind of, that's kind of, you know, when somebody goes to a church, a lot of times that's what is the first changes that you, that you see, at least visible changes that you see. Yeah. And I'm sitting here on, I think my 13th or 14th month. And uh, we are just now about to launch. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm more on the side of I should be paying closer attention to this because <laughs> I'm entering into year five and we still have the same website at West Bradenton. <laughs> and it's, it was good when it was created, but now it's very dated and mm-hmm. uh, we have since uh, have a new logo um, just recently and the old logo is still on the website. So, yeah, I'm I'm bad about this. Um, we even had the money earmarked in our budget uh, uh-huh. last year, and I just never got around to it. And that and so that brings up the topic of money. A lot of churches are intimidated by, um, you know, especially smaller churches. They think, oh, it's going to cost us twenty grand to get a good website out. That's just not the case. Yeah, no. If you're paying twenty grand, somebody's ripping you off. Big um, time. That that's way on the pricey side, unless you've got some pretty complex website. Right. And so, let me circle back. Your Google listing, you need to have control of that. And that's one of the simple, easiest tips I give people. If you Google your church, um, there should be a link there if this hasn't happened already that says something along the lines of own this business. Uh, You'll see a listing for your church. Uh, You'll probably see a map listing, the name, um, some basic details. The best way to do this is yeah. to go to Google Maps and to type your church address in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't own that address, yes, you need to go own it. So, here's how this works. Think of the the web, think of the internet as digital real estate. And you need to own your own digital real estate, whether that be your domain name or whether that, that be your physical address on the internet. Mm-hmm. And Google controls all of this. So, um, what you need to do is go click on that, you know, own this address or own this business. You'll be able to set up a business account. I know the churches aren't businesses, but it's called a business account. You'll be able to set that up. They'll send you a little thing in the mail. It's like a little postcard in the mail and then you will return it and then you will have control over your own physical address on Google, which is extraordinarily important because of things like photos and reviews and uh, times that you're open and closed. All of that is controlled through the business account. Right. So, we have, you know, in the last two churches and most of the churches that I advise, we get control of this. Then we load in very relevant, modern pictures. Um, you want to be updated. You want to control that. I also will go in and 
um, ask, you have to request it for other pictures to be deleted. Like, you know, there'll be a random event at your church and people will post pictures or um, so like for an example, our good buddies down at North Jacksonville um, Baptist Church, First Baptist North Jacks, uh, Florida, uh, they their their church is located right next to the zoo in the city. <laughs> and so folks who tag pictures at the zoo, there'll be like a picture of a gorilla, but it's tagged in their listing there. So you click it and it looks like there's a bunch of animals at, <laughs> this, awesome. at this church. Hey, you so know, this is something, this is something with the kids. Um, th- this is something that they do. They go to like their school or they go to some place that they hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a thing now to post random, odd and strange pictures on Google uh, on that location. So it's, it's a, it's kind of a new prank that a lot of the, the kiddos mm-hmm. do. So if you've, if you have not, which I'm all at actually, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a, a teen or a kid or whoever, and, and, and that's the extent of your rebellion. Um, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the, that's a good kid right there. Um, <laughs> cause I probably would have done much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to go check your photos to see yeah. who is posting what, um, connected to your church. And the ones that have more views and more clicks are the ones that get sent up the list. They're the ones that get seen first. And oh, by the way, that also affects your SEO search engine optimization, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of who can find you on the web. Right. And so another thing that you'll want to pay attention is your reviews. So respond to reviews. Um, ask. We ask our church folks during the, um, what we call our, what we call Connext. It's the new members or prospective members class. There's a little tiny section in the middle of that presentation, um, in which we say, Hey, you know, while we go get your dessert, uh, why don't you jump on Google or Facebook and rate and review us? And so we're currently sitting at about 150, uh, reviews and we're uh, a five star rating. And it's, it's, it's easy. People don't mind doing it. At that point, they really like your church. And so, they don't have any problems. They'll go ahead and give you five reviews and five-star reviews and write some nice things. You know, I like that. Do it do it at the membership class, the new member, you know, orientation or whatever you call it. Yep. Yeah, because they're not they're, – no one's going no one's to give you a bad review. They like you at class. that point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And even if they don't. They're they not gonna. They're not gonna give you a bad review. Right. And and you may th- you may think that this is being manipulative, but it's really not because th- this is you trying to put your best foot forward. And you know we've got a one or two one star reviews. I think someone some guest came when I preached on money the one week you know that I preached on money mm-hmm. and they gave us a one star review for that. I mean, and you know, is there's any reason why that you can get low reviews and they may or may not be legitimate? But the thing is, is you can't change them. You can't delete them. Mm-mm. So you need to get the your own people saying how much they like the church. Right. That's legitimate. This isn't manipulative. This is actual people giving actual reviews. They're putting their own words in there. That's the way to do it. Get your own church members. If, if, if the ones that will give you a good review, don't go ask everyone because, you know, <laughs> some right. of the worst reviews may come from your own church members. And we don't, um, we don't tell them what to review. We just kind of say, hey, just jump in there and, you know, we'd, we'd love it if you give, you know, whatever kind of review and, and make some notes in there. And as the owner of the business – uh, myself and our administrative assistant, we immediately respond. It's another thing that helps with your SEO is how quickly you respond to reviews. So, you want to jump in there and respond. And let me give you a hint here. When you do get a negative or this really odd off, like, I mean, they're not even talking about you. You have no idea what's going on with this review. 
then do not get into a fight. Do not um, defend yourself. We've gotten a few um, lower number reviews and we'll just say, you know, something along the lines of like, man, uh, appreciate you saying that. Uh, we, we've looked into it. We've fixed it. Hope you're here this next Sunday so you can see how make great we've made it or something like that. You know, we just say how thankful we are for that review and we hope that we can make a better impression the next time. So you don't really want to worry about that stuff. Um, overrun it with more positive reviews. Yes. Then worry yeah. about like the little negative, but do respond. Make you sure that you respond, respond to everything. Respond always positively and always graciously um, because people will see that negativity coming from the church account and you never want people to be thinking uh, this is the first impression, right? Mm-hmm. So, you don't want them thinking negatively as a first impression. And you're um, not going to get, you're not going to win that battle. So, no, no, there's no way you can. So, um, I hope that you'll hear us saying that this is far, this is the front door. Most people are going to search church in, you know, your city and your town or church near me, or they may go as far as saying something along the lines of Methodist church or Baptist church, whatever they're looking for. Uh, they'll type those things in and Google will be the result. On the maps, it'll be the result on the listings, uh, just the same way that you found a hamburger or a place to buy a car. Uh, it's the same way that most people will find your church. So you want to make sure this front door, this is like the doormat. This is the way your door looks. Um, and a lot of people are worried about websites that are, uh, you know, very nice entryways and living rooms, which are great, but you really got to get them um, a nice welcome to that point. People so, will go to Google Street View before they actually drive down the street to look at the church. Right. So, That's you want to make sure that picture is updated. And um, you can even load in if you're so inclined, and this is something we're working on, of 360-degree uh, photos within your building to show them exactly what the sanctuary is going to look like, exactly what the lobby looks like. This is where to check in kids. You can go through all of that and put that in there, but not until you're an owner of your business. So, do that. Obsess over it. That's something worth doing. Now, the actual website itself. Um, here's a tip. Do not. They are built for the guest. Okay. A lot of churches mess up because they put so much information that only members and only a few of the members care to know on that website. So, like, you're uh, if you need to get into the fellowship hall, which deacon to call. That Saturday, you know, that that sort of information is the kind of information that can clutter up a website. Now, I do know that we are speaking to established churches, so there is sort of an expectation. There's maybe some traditions. So, my suggestion is to create what I call a members page. Are, are we at that point where we have traditions on the website? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's I, expectations. I think we are. Yeah. I, I interrupted you, but it just popped in my head, so I figured I'd mm-hmm. say it out loud. Isn't it crazy? So, I think there's, you know… There's expectations like, well, how am I going to know which deacon's on call? Or when am I going to know um, if it's if it's casserole month or if it's salad month? You know, those sort of things. Um, not two things that I deal with, but I've heard of them. So, uh, you know, what I do is I create a members page. It's less fancy. You're not worried about a lot of the photos. It's maybe just flat information there. And uh, you can create links there. Just list out the links that you want. List out the the link to the the easiest direct way to go to the members portal. This is actually something I suggest over if you have a nice responsive website, meaning it looks good on your cell phone. I truly suggest this over having a church web app or a church app, which is just another thing, which is more work and 
money and all this kind of stuff. If you have just a nice responsive page for members, that's all the app really is and, doing. And by responsive, you mean one a a a online version that adapts to the cell phone the automatically. Cell, yeah, it looks that, different. Uh, responsive is a technical word that j- just for those of you um, mm-hmm. who are like me, who are not as tech savvy. Yeah. Um, you know, a responsive website is one that will adjust to your cell phone automatically. Right. So, by the time you're listening to this, go check out our website, mysecond.family, and you'll see how responsive it is on your cell phone. You'll also see that it looks a lot different on um And if you want to see version. what not to do, go to westbrandon.org. Westbrandon.org. Ours is coming. We, we are, you know, we are beginning the developmental phase, but, mm. uh, but yeah, it's, it's much needed. Yeah. It's not bad. I shouldn't say that. Our website's really not that bad. It's just, it's very dated. Yeah. And that happens. And so, one of the things that I suggest is the more simple you make your website, clean, simple. And I actually suggest more, and maybe this is just because of my skill set and, and our talent level, is uh, image-based. Not a lot of text. Not a lot of videos. I mean, you can use videos if you've got that capability, but very clean uh, images of your own people, those sort of things really help because um, you can just update those things. You can just go in and update the pictures to keep it fresh and stuff. But the basic information that people are asking, ask yourself, if I was visiting a church, what do I need to know? I need to know where to park, where to go, what do they have, what times? That's the stuff that you want to get out there right in the front. Right in the front and let them people know that. Yeah, and make sure that your website is representative of who you really are. Um, avoid stock photos mm-hmm. if at all possible um, with people that don't belong to your church. <laughs> right. Um, what I always say is if you're going to use a stock photo, which sometimes is something you do because it's just a better image than what you have on hand, use imagery that would look like something that's in your church or people that do look like something that's in your church. So, one time I did a graphic um, when I was pastoring in Texas and uh, I learned this lesson because I, I there's a really cool highway um, that I wanted to make a graphic for and I did, I made the graphic, it looked great. I didn't look in the background and there were these snow-capped mountains <laughs> in the background of this deal. And so, and because it was relevant to the location of our church. Um, people started messing with me like pretty heavily. They're, you know, like, oh, what are those mountains in Texas? Texas doesn't have, Texas does have mountains, but yeah, not snow-capped mountains that look like, you know, Colorado or something. So, you just make it look like the kind of people or the kind of imagery that you would see at your church. You don't want to be misleading here. If If every person on your website is Asian and then somebody shows up and there's no Asians there, I mean, like, then it would just look misleading. It looks different than the way it's supposed to look. Yeah. Um, and you, I would say if if you can, uh, I'm, I'm with you on the stock photos, make them representative. But if you can, I mean, get a professional and take some photos of mm-hmm. um, it's worth the, you know, the fee that you would pay a professional to get those photos if you don't have somebody in-house to do it. Uh, just because I think that it adds um, a, a level of credibility and charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just so people can really get an idea of who you are. Again, this is the front door. This is the first, first impression that is is going to be made. I mean, everybody goes to the web first before they do anything else. Um, so, this is it's actually the, this subject, you know, it, it may seem a bit uh, banal, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It's, it's 
very important. So, you know, a tip on getting good pictures and such is you may go out and you're man, we're trying to find a photographer. We're trying to find a videographer. We're trying to find all of this. A wedding photographer. Book a wedding photographer, somebody that is really good at that. You've seen their work and um, ask them to come and, um, you know, get their prices, something that you can afford because you can usually get a wedding photographer to do a package that would include not only digital um, stills, but also a video. And that sort of that montage video of different things going on around the church. We've done this before. We booked a wedding photographer um, and they came in, two or three of them. And we talked through it before, just like they would a wedding service. And then they kind of knew where to go. We also let our church know through just printed um, updates and stuff like that. Hey, there's going to be photographers around. If you're not used to that, so in my previous church, we didn't have photographers walking around all the time. The current church I'm at, there's almost always photographers walking around. So it's it's not a big deal. But if you're not, you know, accustomed to it. Um, three or four people walking around with a bunch of cameras is going to look odd and people are going to not be natural. So letting them know helps with that, I think, a little bit. Um, you're also going to want, while we're on the topic of photos, if children are in the photos, you're going to want to make sure you have permission to do that, especially if there are foster um, or adoption situations. Uh, make sure that those photos that are being posted with the children are allowed uh, and there's different ways to legally make sure that you're in the right. Yeah. Office. And particular, always get re- I would have somebody sign a release before you put it on your actual website. Um, and then with foster and, and, and children in the process of adoption, I would just not even go there. I would not even chance that you, you really should not have pictures of, of the, those children really anywhere on the web mm-hmm. um, just because of safety reasons. So, one um, of the ways you can do it is just let everybody know that on this premise, pictures will be taken for, and you can do that through print or a sign at the door. Those sort of things will legally let you go, but I am uh, I agree with Sam on uh, yeah, I mean, foster and adopt, just don't even do it. Church is considered a public space and mm-hmm. there's really no right to privacy there. But we're not talking about legalities here, but we're talking about what's what's really ethical and best practice for your church. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have a child prominently uh, pictured on your website, it would be good to have a release form from a parent for that. Yeah. Um, now, domain name, the mm. actual domain name, that's very important. Um, I'm a big fan of .com, .org, or .church, mm. and not any of the others. Okay. What say you? King. So I'm not a fan of com um, because of commercial. It just, it, it's weird to me. I like, if I was just going to go with your normal kind of, I love the church one if it works for the name. Dot church is awesome. Um, I love um, dot net like a network or dot org like an organization. So those are, those would be the three standard ones I would use. I will say I'm very much not um, a fan of dot TV. Um, that, that one became very popular in a lot of churches. And so, um, I'm not a fan of that. Now our church is, is unique. And so if it happens to where there's this, it's just this, it's a home run just by itself. Um, I'm not saying I would go out and do this all the time, but we are everything in our church and our marketing. If you follow me on social media, you realize my second fam is, um, a huge part of what we do. So, our domain name is mysecond.family. So, family is our extension, but I really wouldn't suggest that. I wouldn't do that at Bradenton or other places because it's just a unique thing to the whole of who we are. I mean, it just, it flows with everything we are. And we moved from a .tv. 
Um, I think that domain extensions have personalities and cultures, and there are churches that are .tv churches. Um, and that, that just kind of affects known them. for more video video kind of stuff. Right. And then there are churches that are maybe, um, I don't, I, I just, and maybe I'm too anal about this sort of thing, but, um, I think probably there are, there but are that's certain, what I like about you. <laughs> there are certain churches that they're just a dot org church. They just kind of feel like that and they kind of express that. And, um, so, and the dot church, I think that that's a modern kind of, um, um, safe extension to use i think that's cool um but i yeah. think i think dot church is one that you're going to find if you you know if you're looking to change your website or if your domain name is you know got three dashes in it because it's you know 20 years old or whatever mm-hmm. um you, you know and you need to change you need to change the domain i would check into the dot church i think that works for just about any church oh, whether yeah. they be modern or not traditional or not um i i think uh, i think the dot church is is uh one that i prefer i'm with you not a big fan of the dot tv for churches unless they are known for some sort of TV ministry or TV-like ministry, mm-hmm. um, which would, you know, now be more on the streaming side of things on the internet or video venue. Um, but I'm, I'm, I think that, you know, your default needs to be .com really? if at all possible. I would disagree with you there simply because I don't think most people associate com with commercial anymore. Um, I think it's uh, just kind of one of those ubiquitous sort of domain names. That's the first thing people type in. Probably. Uh, so, I would say... In order of ranking, if if I were to rank them, if you had a choice, I would do .com first, .church second, and then .org third. Hmm. Not a big fan of .net just because it gets a little confusing to me. Um, so, what did you say? Com, then what? Church? Com, .com, then .church, then and then um, .org. Hmm. Uh, and we might be switching to a .church um, just because I like it. It's just kind of personal preference. I like um, it too. Um, the, the other kind of thing that you would think through if you can do this and it, and it requires a, a, like kind of a, a whiteboard session is what would be ideal though, is if you can capture a bunch of them, if you can get the same, you know, um, we did make much of Jesus dot, and then we bought all of them down in, uh, Texas dot org dot com dot net dot church. Um, they don't cost a lot more money, uh, per year. You're talking about like two bucks more, um, each domain that you get. Um, so we did that. The other thing that if you can write that out on the board, let's say, here's your options. Then you go through and check how many of the extensions can we get? Then you go through and check with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if you can get that handle as well. And that really is the, um, what are you talking about? This is the home run. If you can get, you know, most of the top of your domain extensions and the same handle on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, then you've kind of you've kind of hit a grand slam there. And so, very important for your social media handles to match your domain name, if it, at all possible. It's so we're ideal, West, yeah, yeah, we're West Bradenton everything, westbradenton.org, and then the at West Bradenton for all of our social media. We actually there was another second church. It wasn't a Baptist church and it was not anywhere near us. They had one of them that they were not using. They were sitting on. Um, and they messed up us having the same at everything. So, our social are all the same. Our domains are all the same. But did you social, call them up and ask them to sell it to you? I did. I called them up, asked them to sell it and asked them to trade. 
we, we, we made a number of offers and they, they swore about a year ago, they swore they had a plan for it. Um, they still have not used it. So what we did was we had preemptively bought the other ones, the matching ones. And since they wouldn't give us that one, uh, we transferred all the other ones we had bought to them. I, I might be guilty of buying and holding certain domain names <laughs> and then selling them at times. I, I've done that. Uh, there's nothing. They just were not willing to kind of. I mean, they had. Oh, to, no. So. If you got it and you own it. It's I mean, yours, that's that's yeah. the beauty of this thing called the internet. And if you were early and you you got certain spots in the digital real estate world, hey, more power to you. It's that like works. buying that plot of land before anyone else figured out the development was mm -hmm. coming. You can't get angry about it. And that's the free market capitalist in me talking. If somebody was first and they figured it out before anybody else, good for them. Yep. Um, so, I don't I don't have a problem with I've it. I've, I, we've made offers on for, for some, you know, the companies that I run. Mm -hmm. uh, we've made some offers on some domain names that, uh, that we had to pay for. And that's just the way that it is. So, that's the other thing is if you as a church go, oh man, this one domain that we really want is not available. Well, it might be if you're willing to pay for it. And, you know, if that person has been sitting on it a while, I mean, there might be an offer that you can pay that they're willing to take. So, don't be afraid to to go make that offer. Yeah. And you can, I mean, GoDaddy is a, is a website that I use. There's other domain um, providers or, you know, they'll help you with that and they'll even help you secure these things even if they're not you know quote unquote available so don't don't get so beat up about it use a couple and my second dot family in fact the whole second family moniker that we're using here was not my first option that was not the first thing i wanted that was like our third or fourth one but it worked so well we actually accidentally stumbled into um, that kind of leveling hey last question you pro or against um entire pages on the website that are uh, meet the pastor and it's pretty much like a giant bio and videos of how awesome you are uh against me too if, if, if you're going to paint me in a corner i mean there's degrees of this right i right. mean there's some that are more tastefully done than others and some that are um you know more uh more front and center than others mm -hmm. but generally speaking i don't like the idea of you know putting the pastor is kind of the the, the key part of um the website. What's your current? I think yeah. I, before, I've always been like 100% against it. But then somebody said, you know, that's one of the main things that people are checking out when they're looking at a church. They want to kind of see who is this person, uh, what is their family like, interest level, those sort of things. And so, all of that is fine so long as you do it for the other staff as well or at least, you know, the top tier staff, mm -hmm. the, you know, your executive team if you've got a large staff or your, you know, if, you've, if you're if you a mid-sized church, you know, do it for all the staff. Whatever you do for the lead pastor, do it for everybody else. Yeah. I, then then it's okay to me. Right. I just stick it in that kind of section there. Um, and then, uh, oh, I have one more thing. I know we're kind of out of time, but, you know, the last thing is that consider one-page designs. You can go look those up. Um, if you have a, you know, a, 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 you know, let's say a normative sized church or a medium sized church, there is a lot of benefit to just a one page design that looks sharp. It's clean. It's easy to update. And um, it's not a lot to keep track of with your service times. Here's where you start. Um, check us out here. Maps, those sort of things. You really don't need a page on every little ministry that's meeting because most guests they're just going to start on your Sunday morning gathering. So, get them there and then once they're on the campus, you can do your normal kind of follow-up on getting them 
to the other places that they need. So, check Agreed. that out. Agreed. Simple and clean is better than complex. Oh, yeah. And simple and clean is better than nothing. Right. All right. That's all the time we have now. Uh, Church Answers has a deal for our listeners. If they uh, check out Sam's yes. website. What's so, it okay. So, some of you are sitting on budget money. Some of you, uh, you know, and this is terrible. Uh, this is really a terrible pitch, but you know, it's that time of year where it's like, oh, I got a little bit of room left in my budget. Do I spend this fun. or not? I I have a way for you to, uh, to, to uh, you know, clean out that part of the budget. Um, we have a good deal for our listeners. It's an exclusive deal only for, for EST listeners. Uh, you get $150 off our four steps uh, resource, which is four steps to re- revitalizing your church with with Tom Rainer. It's good stuff. Go to my blog, go to samrainer.com, click on any of the EST posts, any of the recent ones, and you can see all uh, the way to purchase this resource. If you're in the world of church revitalization, which is most of our listeners, this is an excellent tool. Go give yourself a Christmas gift and uh, and get this thing. So, um, four steps to revitalizing your church with Tom Rainer, available at samrainer.com. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Rate, rate, review, subscribe. Give us those ratings on uh, in our iTunes and other places where you listen to your podcast. Check in next week. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.